is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on SNR, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, final segment, having some fun on a Friday. And boy, Motesy, do I got a fun one for you here, cousin. Okay, like let's been, do it. What are we I've talking been, about? I've been, what are we talking I've been about? coming at you with all the angles here today, baby. You have, man. I felt like, you know, because of the other day, I kind of put you in a little bit of a box. You, you came back, you like, nah, nah, nah. Nobody put me in a box. <laughs> Listen, you know, again, during, during these off-season times, right, where we're not just kind of spoon-fed, like, the reacting right. to the game the first half of the week and then previewing the game the next half yeah. of the week. This is where I, I put on my producer hat, baby, and, you know, my, I like my it. producer I like chops it. just shine. And what I got for you here in our final segment, a little restructure or release, okay? Okay. Three names that I'm going to give you, and you got to tell me restructure, release, or I guess you could go with neither. But maybe maybe it's more fun to just say restructure or release. First one, let's start with the biggest fish in this conversation, linebacker Joe Schobert. Uh, Motsi, he's got nearly a $10 million cap hit for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022 if he were to play out the season on his current contract. His dead cap number, uh, about $1.8 million, would be uh, what it would cost the Steelers if they were going to uh, to release him against the cap. He is currently, just in terms of total contract value, He's got mm-hmm. the fourth biggest contract on the Steelers. Now, again, that doesn't include guaranteed money, and we know how Correct, all these things yeah. work out. Right? But just the right. current contract value, fourth biggest on the Steelers behind Watt, Hayward, and Tuit. Motsi, restructure, release. What are you doing with Joe Schobert? For me, this is interesting because whatever decision I make for this, I do think that there is a starting linebacker that is right next to him that should be in the exact same boat. Ooh. If we're being real about it. Now we're talking. If we're being real about it, because to me, Joe Schobert, even though he didn't play to the expectation that we thought he should, he still was our best linebacker on the inside last year. So if I'm okay with 5-5 getting what he's going to receive this season in terms of the pay, Mm -hmm. and we know how much he uh, underperformed last season, then I should still be fine with Schober getting what he's going to get because he was actually our best inside linebacker for better or worse last year. Agreed. Now, that's just if I'm being fair and I'm keeping it, you know, keeping that same energy as we like to say, right? Keeping it one hunter. That's just the nature of it. I know for some people is that's a little gory of a feeling. Oh, my God, how could we say that? But that is the reality of it. When you look at both of their numbers and what it would cost and the, the cap ramifications and things like that, it's a lot of similarities there. But for me, I'm okay with restructuring Joe Schobert because I do think that, man, when you talk about hopping on a moving train like he did last year, that is hard to do. And he didn't just hop on the moving train. What did we ask him to do? What was that color of the circle of the dot that we put on his helmet the first day he arrived? Green. So you're telling me we not only brought him in abruptly, we threw him in the driver's seat of this car and said, hey, man, control this Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. And your co-pilot, well, he might be there for you, but he might not be there for you. It just depends, you know. So when I think of Joe and I'm like, man, that's a hard situation to be in. We talk yeah. about Devin Bush and we say, hey, Devin played best when what? He had the green dot off of me. He had a Vince Williams next to him to kind of coach up and teach him where he, tell him where he needed to do, right? Well, Joe didn't even get that opportunity. Joe came in and, hey, you got to lead. Mm-hmm. 
on the fly. Mm-hmm. Don't find your way, lead. So to me, I ask myself, what would he look like if he had another year in the system? What would he look like if he had a full offseason? We didn't yeah. just trade for him, what, two weeks before the season and give him the green dot? What, what would that look like? And that's Much why better. for me, right, and that's why for me, I'm a little bit more intrigued about him and ultimately trying to restructure him because I do think that, you know, having him on your team, he, is going, he helps you more than he hurts you. And I just think that if he's here for another year, that makes him more comfortable in this game. That makes him more comfortable understanding the way that we play coverage here because most places when you're playing cover four, for the linebacker, especially the inside guys, it's a zone drop and you have vision on the quarterback. Well, in Pittsburgh, we play like man-to-man. Hmm. We match routes. That's night and day. So when I think of those concepts, I say to myself, well, how long could it have taken him to get comfortable doing that along with get co- getting comfortable with the run fits? along with some of the same things that we give excuses for Devin Bush being what, man, his coach died or his coach wife passed away right in the middle of the season. Well, who else coach passed? Who else coach wife passed in the middle of the season? Joe Schobert. Who else, who else was playing with the, the, right. the ragtag defensive line in front right. of him? Right. We'll, we'll point that out for Devin Bush when, and it's not like we said, we're not attacking Devin, but it's context. It's factual. Yeah, absolutely. We hear That's the minutia that we have here right. on the show, baby. We hear the justification for Devin Bush being, Hey, he didn't have two in front of him. He didn't have Tyson in front of him. Well, Joe Schobert did not have those guys either. It's fair point. And Joe Schobert had even more responsibility because he had to stay on the field for a long period of time. Because remember, it took to the end of the season for them to really start rotating all what Devin, Schobert, and Spillane. Yeah. But before then, Devin was coming off the field. Remember that? And it was always Joe being out there. Joe was having to take the blunt of that. So when I think of Joe, I say to myself, well, how can I be – this harsh on Joe Schobert, but just so lenient to a Devin Bush when both of those guys had similar situations. The difference was one guy was coming off of ACL, one guy got traded here two weeks before the season. And when I watched Devin, I didn't feel like it was me related, like you said. So with that, when I think of Joe, I say to myself, and I think that we can still get more out of him. I think that he can still yeah. have more potential. And because of the flexibility of a restructure, I'm okay with that. And that's why for me, I will restructure Joe. I think that's the move as well, too. Yeah. You know, I, you and I have discussed a lot ever since the season ended how there's a lot of question marks with this team. Yeah. Um, from from quarterback and GM to a a, mm-hmm. a a lot on down the line and on down the roster, and there's a lot. There's probably more turnover than you've had this offseason, certainly in a yeah. long time. You, you you got a lot of holes that need filled, and I just I don't know if I want to create another one. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to for, you know, maybe a lot of those reasons that you and I talked about earlier in the week in terms of Devin Bush, benefit of the doubt, give him one more year. I think you can make a lot of those same arguments for Joe Schobert yeah. and you and you just did. Brian Flores coming in. How does that impact Joe Schobert? Joe Schobert think about, as, well as, high as we think about how happy we were about Brian Flores for Devin. Yep. What would that do for Joe? Joe exactly. has already proven that he can play in this league. Joe's already proven that he can go get a second contract because he's done that. That's the other he's thing. He's a proven too. commodity. Last season, while he was, I'm with you, he was the Steelers' best off-ball linebacker, clearly. Mm -hmm. He also, I think you could say, and, you know, maybe if you even, like, were one of his buddies or someone who's in his circle, he would say this too. Last year was was a, and I'm using air quotes here if you you can mm -hmm. see us, it was a down year by his standards. It definitely was, because his productivity has proven to be better than that. So much better the two years before Whether we're talking tackles, interceptions, like, he is a productive player. I, I think for all those reasons, when you consider the cap space that you have, 
Mm-hmm. If you can find a way maybe to just save a little bit, shave a little bit off the top of that, you know, that $10 million number, I, I think keeping Joe Schobert's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, my approach in terms of how I would look at that, man. Second guy, restructure or release, Arthur Motes. Dun, dun, dun. Let's go to the other side of the football for this one. Oh, Keep it fresh. Of course you want to go to the offensive side. Go figure. Zach Banner. Now, this is a very unique case because a year ago we were trying to figure out in the sense of why they paid him the amount in which they paid him. Because to that point, we really hadn't seen him play. We really hadn't seen him start and to pay him not starter money, but money that was above being a backup, money that was more than being the extra lineman, money that was more than being number 72 is eligible. Mm -hmm. It made a lot of us question like, hey, well, what's in the plans for him? And then we're under this assumption that he is going to get the opportunity to start. But every time that it would make sense for him to get that opportunity, whether Chooks was playing bad or whether the O-line as a whole just didn't look good or the simple fact that he was healthy when he's, or at least when he communicated that he was healthy. My thing was, why didn't they put him back out there? And if you pay him what you paid him because you think that he was better than Chooks, then once he was healthy, it wasn't like Chooks was an all pro or a pro bowler this year. Chooks wasn't terrible, but he wasn't above reproach. He wasn't above, you know, being pulled at times. Give someone else a look. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So when I think of that, I ask myself, well, what is their overall belief in Banner? And if they don't even believe in him enough to even give him an opportunity, then I just don't see why they would even restructure him. Because right now, I understand that he technically is the only right tackle on the roster because Chooks is is an unrestricted free agent. But the difference right now compared to last year is now Chooks has two years of proven starter ability. Mm -hmm. At least last year, it was only the one year. So you can make a case that, you know, even though he has a full season of starting, maybe if Banner comes back, he could close that gap or surpass him. But now we're talking two years of starting proven starting ability. And when you go down the list of guys that he's actually had to block and you throw in a Von Miller, you throw in a J.J. Watt. Yeah. Well, we just saw Von Miller cook in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Von didn't do that to us. We've seen J.J. Watt have productive performances even this season before he got hurt. J.J. didn't do that to us. So with Chooks, even though we don't think that he's, you know, the end-all, be-all at right tackle, he's still proven to be starter material. Yeah. So for me personally, if I had to make the decision, even though a year ago I probably wouldn't have, this year I probably would go ahead and allow Banner to tell I would I would go ahead and release him because to me personally, I just don't think that the team believes in him. And if they're not gonna believe in him, why are you gonna pay him to that level? And then if you restructure him, now you're just kicking the can down the line in terms of his cap hit. And I just don't think that that makes the most sense either if there's still even questions of the root at the root in terms of, do you think right. he's good enough to even play at this level and to be like, and not at this level to be the starting right tackle. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, with Chooks, you already know you have a starter. So honestly, and, and this is the crazy part. I would love to try to give Chooks the deal that we gave Banner, but now that Chooks has two years of starting experience, I don't think he takes that deal anymore because Banner took that price deal. is not today's right. price. <laughs> because Banner took that deal coming off of ACL with, one half of start a uh, one half of football as a starting right tackle prior to that he was always the extra alignment 
So if you're a chooks, you're saying to yourself, bro, I got two years of starting experience. I'll block very, you know, very, very recognizable names. And even though I wasn't the best out here, my, my productivity speaks for itself. My film speaks for itself. So he's going to get compensated. And that's the part for me where I say, man, if you're the Steelers, especially if you're going to stick with Mason, you look at this right tackle marker right now. I don't like we, we, we can comb through it. But in terms of finding a guy with age and money, that's going to give you the same type of value that a Chooks could give you. I'm I'm almost fine rolling it back with Chooks and drafting a young guy, yep. drafting a guy to come in here and, and, and compete. It's very similar. We did with Dan Moore. And it just so happened to what Dan Moore did. Injuries happen. He got opportunity to start. Now he has how many starts in his belt? Right. 17. And he's, we can't he's, e- he's one of the guys that we feel a little optimistic about going into next year. And, and we got him out the forefront. So just think about the value that goes with that also. I We're, we're agreeing too much today. Man, stop agreeing with me, man. You better leave me because alone. Stop I'm with it. you stop again. It. Listen, I, you and I. And it hurts because I like Banner. Banner's I, the homie. I was literally but, just going to say, you yeah. and I have talked about this before. We both like Zach Banner. I I want it to work out for him. I want it to happen here in Pittsburgh, but it just how many chances can you continue to to give before you're doing the insanity thing? Right. And and it's one thing if we actually have seen them give him chances. That's but we the other can't thing even too. say that like because once to, again, last year, how many times past year? Yeah. And it's like, okay, either he's healthy or he's not, but you can't tell me he's healthy enough that you're going to dress him. He's standing on the sideline. All side these games, and he's just standing the there. Game. No, no, no. Or he goes out there for four snaps of field goal protection. Like, that's the part for me where I just didn't understand Something the rhyme off. or reason. Yeah. Right? That did not make sense. You like Either he's healthy or he's not. And if he's saying he's healthy, well, let him go out there and prove it. If he go out there and fall on his face, cool. At least we all know. But this uncertainty, the hush-hush that was around that whole situation in terms of when he returned – to me, it just didn't sit well. It just seemed like they don't believe in him. They don't trust him. And if they don't do that right now, well, what's the purpose of giving him more money? Because with the restructure, it's not just, oh, yeah, we're going to convert this money to sign him. But it's not typically you want to add a year or two. Typically, you want to do something to take some of that edge off the cap. But the problem yeah. is he only signed a two-year deal. So restructure for him is an extension. They're not. It just doesn't add up to me in that in that regard. Unfortunately, I don't think it does either. Third yeah. and final, restructure or release. Okay, so we started with defense, you know, as we always uh-huh. do here. Uh-huh. Offense. Uh-oh. Three sides of the football, right, Arthur Moe? Thank you. Finally. At least somebody knows. Derek Watt. <sighs> well, Derek, you served your purpose. We got your brother signed long term. <laughs> So I'm messing, I'm messing, I'm messing, I'm messing. But in all seriousness, though, honestly, for me, man, I would just need to see what he would want in terms of what he would be okay with in a restructure because he's another guy. I think he this, what, he signed with a three-year deal, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Yes, so, three-year deal. A little so under $10 million. Dollars. Yeah. So my thing with him is this, man, if – we're talking about adding years because, like I said, with him, I want to say this would be his last year on that deal as well. It is. Yeah, $4.7 million cap hit. Right. So you would, have to, you would have to give him an extension. And once again, when we talk about extending players, 
what level of productivity are we getting for that money that's going to go with him? Now, if he's fine getting compensated less than his per year average that he had signed for, well, great. I don't mind him for two. I don't want him at three plus. I don't want him at four. Yeah. And like that's that's, you know, because to me, number one, we thought initially that not just him as a special teamer, we thought we would get fullback value as well. And what we noticed was the Steelers just didn't want to utilize <laughs> right. a fullback for whatever reason. So, right. For whatever reason, it's not saying that he's not a good player because he's proven that yo, he can play. He, he can be a good fullback. He's a really good special teamer. We've seen that. But the problem is when you're in a scheme that doesn't utilize those talents and your sole worth is special teams, but you're not giving us, you know, 15 tackles out there. You're not forcing a ton of fumbles. Like I think of, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank on them. Um, oh my goodness. Killebrew, Miles Killebrew. Mm-hmm. What did he show this year? Special teams, productivity, block punts, touchdowns. That's different. When I'm thinking of what we were paying Derek Watt, if you're solely operating on special teams, well, I expect that type of splash as well, not just tackles. And we really don't have that from him right now for whatever reason. But we just didn't get that yeah, to that level. So, so for me, man, I would look at it like this, man. You would essentially not give him an ultimatum, but just read him in the sense of, do you want to take less so you can continue to play with your brother? Or do you want to go hit the market? Because we're not going to continue to pay this for what we're going to get from you in terms of just, like I said, if you're going to the grocery store, man, you want to pay $5 for the old milk or you, you know, you want to get some nice milk or you right. want to cut that price. Like, man, I pay $2. I want to pay $5 for that milk. Like, go like that. So that's kind of like when I think of Derek, I think of similar, similar things. It's like, is he good? Sure. But I don't want to pay that for what he's giving me because yeah. I just don't necessarily think that it's worth that just right now. I agree with you. It's the, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things that can hurt you in a salary cap league is mm-hmm. when you, when you pay good players, great money. Yep. Absolutely. And, and and for his position and for his role, Derek Watt is, is making great money right now. And, and he's no, a good, one, he's 100%. a good player, but, but he's making great, but, money. but you're, you're paying him special teams pro bowler money. Exactly. That's what we're paying TJ right now. And- Watt is making great money, but he's a great player. Right. Those Whereas with Derek, out. right. And it's like with Derek, Derek has been a good player for us. Don't get it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, the money that he's being paid for special teams, you you want more from that. You yes. want a lot more from that. And like we said, we can't hang our hat on what he did with the Chargers. We have to hang our hat on what he's done in Pittsburgh. And the nature of the business is you produce, you get paid. The more you produce, the more you get paid. But when your productivity doesn't match your compensation, that's where the disconnect happens. And unfortunately, that's where we are with him right now. But he happens to have a great brother. And that is always his ace of the hole, baby. Because <laughs> if TJ walk in there and say, hey, man, I'm not restructuring anything this season. If y'all don't pay my brother, then yeah, it ain't going to matter. <laughs> Lil, Lil Nick has never hurt nobody. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Arthur Boats, Wesley Eulers, we're starting to uh, to wrap up this Stillers Blitz show on a Friday. Mozi, I've been teasing this all show. Quarterback. Uh-huh. Quarterback. Quarterback. Uh-oh. Quarterback. Dun, that's, dun, dun. that's all we've done in this city over the last couple weeks, right? Quarterback. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. 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 Um, we've, buddy, we've discussed everybody from Pickett and Willis and Sam Howell and your cousin, my cousin, yes. his cousin's cousin. Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Matt Corral. We've talked about. Bailey Zappi. I mean, we, we, we done went down Jimmy, the list. Jimmy. G, Jimmy. G. Kirk. Cousin. Mm-hmm. Eric mm-hmm. Carr. Mm-hmm. Teddy. Two gloves. Mm-hmm. 
your Talk boy, about it. Your boy Tyrod. Hey, Pro Bowler. Mention that. You can correct Super me. Super Bowl I'm... champ and Pro Bowler. Now I think hey, about it. Hey, now. Uh, Jameis Winston. Famous. Everyone's been in this conversation. Yeah. Um, one guy, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that I don't think mm-hmm. we've discussed that I've seen mentioned the last couple days, and I'd be interested to get your take on because it combines your two loves in the football world. Oh, it does. Hey, now. Mitch Trubisky. We haven't talked about Mitch Trubisky, have we? I don't no, think so. No, we have not. Not, 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 no, no, not, not on that level. Heck no. And, and, and he spent the past year <laughs> yeah. with the Bills, obviously. Yep. What would you, how would you feel about it? You know, we've talked about one of these bringing in a veteran type mm-hmm. guy on a cheaper contract, have him compete yep. with Mason Rudolph. How do you feel, Mitch Trubisky, when you when you hear that name mentioned in that conversation for the Steelers? Put it like this, Mitch Trubisky, as a free agent right now, I'm intrigued about him. But that's because I got a chance to watch him in Buffalo during the preseason. And he looked drastically different than Chicago. Chicago, we talked about him. He was inconsistent. Looked like he was overdrafted. Yeah. At times, like he was, you know, in too deep. But we also know that he had a pro bowl under his belt. He's led his team to the playoffs before. So we've also seen him have, right. We've seen him have success as a starting quarterback. And like I said, this past season, he really took like giant strides in the preseason. He looked sharp. He looked really good. In fact, it gave Buffalo a lot of confidence that, Hey, if anything happened to Josh during the season, you have a guy that can come in and play at a high level. But the reason why I won't, I don't want him in Pittsburgh is this. When he thrived, he had Brian Dable as his offensive coordinator. Unfortunately, we don't have Brian Dable. And <laughs> and it's not a slight at Matt Canada, but one is a, a more proven commodity. One has shown that he can develop a guy from good to great in terms of Josh Allen. Yeah. And he even showed that even in a small stint with Mr. Bisky, how he could look improved. We also know that Brian Dable is an, uh, an elite play caller. That's the reason why he even became a head coach. I can't say those same things about Matt Canada right now. Now, we don't know if he could develop into that because he's still young in terms of his NFL coaching career, but there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding him. Yeah. And for me personally, if I can't get the guy that brought that talent out of Mitch with him, then I don't personally think that him coming here is a benefit because once again, we have to ask ourselves, well, does he fit what Matt Canada wants to do in terms of the mobility at quarterback? Mitch is mobile, but he ain't like that. <laughs> right, you know, right. according to all the things that we've heard that, you know, the Matt Canada offense is predicated mobile, around. Mobile, 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 and, yeah. and, and why a guy like Malik Willis is so at the forefront of our conversations right now. If he's not that, then I, like I said, I just don't understand the, the point of bringing him in because he fits what we already have in terms of Mason and in terms of Dwayne Haskins, which are what pro style quarterbacks with big arms, but not the most nimble feet, not the most athletic. And if that was the biggest reason why allegedly Ben even struggled last year, right? Because the lack of mobility, I just don't want to repeat process with a different face that we still going to have to pay because he's an outside commodity. But how you feel about him, though, man? That's a lot to ponder there. It is, dude. It is because, like I said, man, Brian Dable really made him look good this year. Like, man. And that's that's, why I'm I'm super intrigued. But how many times do we see a guy play well with this coach, with this team, and he goes away from that coach, Mm -hmm. and it looks drastically different? Yeah. And we've already seen, you know, in a situation like that for Mitch, 
when he was in Chicago. So I just don't yep. think that it makes the most sense for him to come here. Like, I still think he's going to play well if he gets in the right situation. I, if I'm Mitch, you know what I'm doing. If I'm Mitch, I'm going to New York. I'm saying, man, Danny, Danny, Danny Dimes, I like me. Like, if I'm Mitch, <laughs> that's take, what I'm I'll saying. I'll take myself in that bet, yeah. Because uh, I already got the leg up in terms of me having a relationship with Brian Dable. I already understand that offense. I already know that I'm a first-round talent, so you're not going to wow me. Right. And you're already, you know, on the hot seat yourself. So if I miss, that's why I want to go personally. Yeah. Stay with Dable yeah. too. I mean, that just makes Absolutely, a lot of sense man. in that regard. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i with you. I think in terms of, you know, of all of these guys that we have talked about that you could potentially take a flyer on. Yes. While I think Trubisky would be intriguing in that conversation, you're right. For mm-hmm. a lot of, for a lot of what we know about the direction that they want to move this offense right. in. It just and they seems put like there would extra be emphasis fits. on it, right? They put extra emphasis on that we've mobility. About, mobility. About, since since the bye week, we've heard about mobility. Seriously. Even to the point where Coach Tomlin will begin to joke about Big Ben. Well, you know, what, what have we seen? Uh, well, he's not the most mobile, you know? It, 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 athletically, that, that that's dropping a little bit. Like, we would hear those type of comments because yeah. they were really trying to lay the groundwork, the foundation of mobility at quarterback. And like I just said, man, with Mitch, he just doesn't give us that. I agree. While while I think um, you could argue that Mitch Trubisky is better than some yes, of the I other, I would say that absolutely. I, I would some, say that some of the other options are better fits. I think yes, and that's, absolutely that's the uh, the you know the delegation yeah. that you have to make there. All right, all right, Motsi. we got about a minute left here. No, no, no! Don't you forget, you got to tell me something. It's fine. Okay. That's, don't don't you okay. worry. I appreciate you though, but don't you yeah, worry. That's where I, I, I told you. I wrote it down with my pencil on that laminated paper, just the way you like it. Arthur Motes, you know a lot about me, good amount about me. Mm-hmm. Our listeners do too. I mean, we've been doing this show yeah. together now. This will be our fifth Steelers season when the calendar it's switches crazy, in a couple bro. of weeks. Crazy. I'm a big John Mayer guy. All right. Big oh, John yes, Mayer. Big John Mayer fan. My wife and I. This is well known. Okay. Friday, February 25th. We've been waiting forever. John Mayer in Pittsburgh at PPG, Let's go. right? Let's go. It's Thursday night, late Thursday night as Motes and I record this. Uh-huh. It just got announced a couple hours ago. John has COVID, and the show got postponed <laughs> to May. John's got COVID. Show postponed to May. So Morgan and I have had these plans forever. You know, we everybody, most of you know this too. We had a baby oh, back in October. So, folks, we've had we've had date nights, right? Morgan and I in the in the last right, right. four this, months. This is since, different. Though. This is different. But we had like like my mom would come over and we'd go out to dinner for two for an hour right. or two. Like that was have been our, this was gonna be dinner and a concert right, right. and you know a full like six hours out together long long evening. Suddenly now we got the Friday night free. I, I, what should we do, Arthur Motes? Help me out here. What should we do? You got any cool suggestions for me in the power yeah, grid too? Man, Tweet l- l- me. Listen, Let me know man, your thoughts just, on this. Of course, go to the south side and, and, and try to do a bar crawl, West Virginia Ooh. style. Uh oh, uh oh, old fashioned. <laughs> We were. It's funny you say that. We were talking about going to Lawrenceville and just hopping around. We, that's how you know we're on the other side of thirty now. Is yeah, like instead of instead North, of south Shore. side, let's yes. go to the North Shore. Let's go yes, to Lawrenceville. Yes. That's no man. But that's um, be honestly, move, dude, I, I, nice I would say I, I, some drinks. Lawrenceville, yeah, or, or somewhere where you can listen to like some, some music, man. Also, I think that'd be dope, man. Yeah. Because you want to get out the house and you want to feel like you know we're enjoying our time, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you don't want to worry about safety because. 
we know the young crowd gets a little reckless. The young crowd, especially yes, on a Friday a night. Arthur no Mo. question. They get a little they, rowdy. They get a little rowdy. <laughs> but that, that's, you know, but you got to have the food in your system first, though. So definitely do dinner before y'all go oh, out there sure. and, and run to town. For sure. Yeah. We're going to. But, you gotta, gonna, but, but, but yeah, you, you got to live it up, though, man. You got to live it up. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. These, these opportunities come few and far in between. <laughs> <laughs> Partner, great stuff. Good show. I, was a lot, I had a lot of fun with this this one today. Oh, always, man. I mean, always. we always do. Um, but thanks to my co-host, the best in the biz, coast to coast, Arthur Motes. <laughs> and to all of you guys for rocking and rolling with us, as always. Again, I know that this is, you know, we're not doing live shows, so the participation is obviously a little different. But we're doing a lot of open-end debate stuff here, a lot of opinion-based conversations. Uh, you guys know where to get at us on Twitter anytime you want to join the conversation. If you've got a question for us, um, combine-related, free agency, mm -hmm. any of that stuff, you tweet them to us. Even if we're not recording for another day or two, I'll bookmark them. And oh, we'll uh, still talk about it, absolutely. And, and, and we'll still, we still want your guys' participation and, and your, your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions as always. But that'll do it for us today. Everybody enjoy your weekend. And when we talk to you next... It'll be live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, baby. Let's go. Arthur Motes, bring me some St. Elmo's, cousin. <laughs> I like it, baby. Enjoy, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next time. As always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. There it is. <laughs>